Hey, 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 what's up, guys? How you doing? It is Lieutenant Sound Blue coming at you on a Monday night, right, with my top 25 podcasts. So uh, I am Lieutenant Sound Blue, as I told you guys previously. I am a 28-year law enforcement veteran and author of the top 25 mistakes en route to the good life. And I am currently uh, working on another book, guys, finishing up volume two of my top 25 mistakes. And I'm probably going to do about four volumes of this, guys, because uh, I probably got about 100 mistakes that I could lay out for you guys that I've seen. Some of the top most important mistakes that I've seen people making around to, the, to a good life. A lot of those people did not make it to the other side, man. A lot of those people, after they made those mistakes, they continually made those same mistakes over and over again. And, you know, I say to myself, I wonder why people continue to make the same mistakes over and over again. What is on a person's mind when you repeatedly beat your head against the wall, making the same mistake over and over again? A lot of the mistakes, guys, that I saw were uh, relationship mistakes, right? A lot of people made a lot of the relationship mistakes. Then, you know, they got out of one relationship, jumped into another, got out of that relationship, jumped into another, but they never changed the type of person that they selected to be in a relationship with. You know, a lot of people had job opportunities and they neglected to take advantage of the proper job opportunities. They didn't go to work to choose the career that they wanted. They went to work for the first job available out of college so they could make some money. You know, guys, when it comes to making decisions on living a life on your terms, you have to first lay out your terms. <laughs> what are your terms, guys? What are your terms? What are you willing to settle for? What are you not willing to settle for? Put up some boundaries, guys. Put up some boundaries. Let people know. Let the universe know what you are willing to stand for. And then when the universe pushes back and the rest of the world pushes back, don't back down. Stand for it, guys. Stand for what you stand for. Right? I tell you guys all of the time, man, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. And so when I rock out and I tell you guys my top 25 mistakes, most of the time, those mistakes were caused by me not taking a stand on my values or even worse, not having a set of values. How many of you guys are running around out there without a set of values? You know, as I rant and I go on and I think about this, there are far too many people in life that just don't have a set of values, man. You guys are just living off of the cuff, as I like to say. You're living off the cuff, man. You guys are... um thinking that you can navigate an entire life. Listen, and I'm talking some of you guys 60, 70, 
100 years, guys, you are trying to live off the cuff of navigating a life instead of being masterful and creating the life that you want. I'm telling you guys, in 50 years, you can create works of art. In 60 years, you should be creating masterpieces. In 70 years of your life, you should be creating a life that other people look at and they begin to want to emulate. If you are not at this point in your life or working towards this point in your life, guys, you are going in the wrong direction. You're going in the wrong direction because you are not giving value to anything or anybody out there. You're living for yourself, man. You're living for the moment. You're living for the quick grab, right? The quick grab was my style in my 20s. I didn't know any better, right? I didn't know any better until I had a strong mentor that grabbed me firmly by my collar and directed me, okay, like a lost pup in a direction that I should guide my life. And I was fortunate. Because I wasn't guiding my own life. I was living on the cuff. I was living on the cuff because I felt that I was independent, not relying on my parents, and can make the decisions that would create a good life for me. And and that was not happening. And the reason why it wasn't happening is because, guess what? There's tons of influence out there, guys. And that influence is always going to guide you in a direction that that influence wants you to go. You know, at the time in my 20s, that influence was quick buck. Make a quick buck. Have a living. Make a quick buck. Do this with your life. You know, and um, so um, when I'm living my life, I got influenced by the current message. The current message is going to is going to dictate what you do with your life if you're not focused on your goals and what you need to do. So uh, with that rant, guys, with that rant, I just it was just something I was thinking about that I needed to get off of my mind and I needed to lay that out to you. Somebody needed to hear this today. You know, as uh, my religious leaders always used to say. <laughs> Somebody needs to hear this today. I don't know who it is, but whomever it is, make sure that you come up to the pulpit. For me, my pulpit is shoot me a DM, shoot me an email, give me a message, and let me help you and guide you to the direction that you need to go. Take ego out the picture, guys. Take ego out the picture. A lot of people say, when I say, let me guide you, a lot of people build up that ego of, you can't guide me. You don't know me. You don't know my life. You don't know my circumstances. And I'm going to tell you guys this. After 28 years of law enforcement, right? Um, when I was shift commander and running a shift of uh, 1,500 people, Civilians and officers alike running the shift, right? Um, I used to tell them this when everybody would go in panic mode 
from lieutenants to sergeants to officers to civilians to administrators to everybody. When everybody used to go into panic mode, I used to bring them to the realization of this. I said, guys, stop. Please stop. Number one, watch my steady hand. It does not move. The reason why my steady hand does not move in the middle of this crisis is because someone already has the answer to this crisis. I would tell people that in my experience, there has been nothing new that has happened in law enforcement in my entire 28 years. Nothing new. No new crimes, no new solutions, nothing new. Nothing has changed. As a matter of fact, the sad part about law enforcement is nothing has changed in 100 years. But I can only speak of the last 28. And in the last 28, nothing has changed. And if nothing has changed, then whatever is going on right now, someone has a solution to it. And all we need to do is find that someone. Now, I had a lot of collection. Connection. So a lot of times I would just have to make one simple phone call to uh, get the answer to that current problem. And so uh, when you're doing things like that, people tend to think, man, maybe this guy walks on water. But I don't walk on water. I just know how to talk to people who have the boats. (laughs) To talk to people who have the boats, man. That's what you got to do. You don't need to create a miracle. You just need to create somebody who already has the path. Somebody already has the boat on the water. You don't have to walk on water. Just catch a ride. So, guys, listen. Today's podcast, as I get to it, man... Is uh, about mental attitude. And the title of this podcast today is How Can One Control the Mental Attitude? Mental attitude is everything, it is everything uh, of who you are. And um, it's about six steps that uh, Napoleon Hill talked about, not me. Right, guys, I'm not rewriting um, laws of mental attitude, but I am telling you guys and expressing to you how you can, you know, control your mental attitude. And it is important. So let me add that to you guys. Let me add it to you how important it is to control your mental attitude. And before I give you the six steps to control your mental attitude, I want to give you guys a story. Um, it was about, man, it, it was uh, late 80s, late 80s, maybe even 90s. And um, I was uh, out of a job. That's right, guys. I was after finding the career that I chose to spend the rest of my life or the next 25 years achieving a goal I was already out of a job. I was I was charged uh, with a crime, and 
And all I was banking on was mercy and hope to not go to prison, let alone not have, um, be able to finish my career. Let me tell you, something sensitive in law enforcement, right? You can be accused of many things in law enforcement and uh, depending on who you are, right? Depending on who you are, either immediate action will be taken against you or someone higher up than you will find favor and look at this on your behalf and not take action to remove you. I originally didn't have that favor. So people took immediate action against me and I was immediately suspended without pay. So um, I'm going through this entire process, the legal process, had to go through outside legal process, outside of my department, and I am dealing with it. I am dealing with it, and it is changing me dramatically, right? At first, it made me a bitter person. It made me a bitter person because I thought that, hey, listen, man, I was in a system of camaraderie, a system of people who believe in me and work with me and want me to be a part of their lives. And that didn't happen for me. You know, as you hear my daughters going back and forth in the background, guys, uh, they could care less, by the way, that I'm in a podcast. Um, and they argue every single day, but we're going we're gonna to continue on with that. They're in a heated argument right now, so we're going to continue on with this. Um, in this instant, my mental attitude was um, that of woe is me sympathy. People should be on my side. People should care for me. People should um, be reaching out to me and helping me out. But the fact of the matter is, guys, let me tell you something. In law enforcement, when you are out, you are out. People do not truly care about your problem or what you are going through. They don't. My union didn't care right? The people who I was close to didn't care. Uh, uh, Nobody who I work with gave a shit about my situation. All they wanted to do was move as far away from what was going on in my life as possible because it was looked upon as, okay, guilt through association. So they cut me off, man. They cut me off and I had to deal with whatever resources I had. Um, I was no longer living at home with my parents. So um, I didn't have that resource. You know, my family had already been through a crisis of losing my sister. So um, my family was broken. I didn't have that resource. I just had myself and one maybe two friends that checked in on me to make sure, and this is sad, to make sure I didn't kill myself. Because a lot of times, a lot of law enforcement officers, when they feel they have lost it all, they feel that that's their only option. And um, 
I, I was never at that point uh, during this crisis, but I tell you what, guys, um, it was some dark times in my life. So this is where I was at, guys. And, and I'm saying this and I'm going through this podcast because currently there are about 30, 40 officers that I know that are suspended without pay. And they are facing some some critical times. And I just want to let you guys know that I was there before. And that um, there is life beyond law enforcement. Life beyond law enforcement. And, And things can happen to you in your life. But you have to first have that positive mental attitude. So my mental attitude was what brought me through... Uh, what I was dealing with and how I was dealing with it and the fact of the matter that I seen no light at the end of the tunnel. I didn't see no light at the end of the tunnel because everybody I was around was negative. Everybody was negative that I was around. I was around a bunch of people who, who who were consumed by the criminal element that we were dealing with. We were dealing with some terrible people. We were dealing with some terrible people. And so when dealing with terrible people, sometimes if you don't have control of your own mental attitude, right? If you don't have control of it, that whole environment envelops you and it begins to change how you think, what you do, and how you do it. And it created a a huge circle of negative people around me and I needed to change that I needed to change that so I figured hey listen since these people weren't talking to me and communicating with me anyway let me just completely break away and go deep inside myself so I began to find mentors and books in books and tapes and just try to force myself to have a positive mental attitude. And so it was a six steps that I took that I learned through uh, Napoleon Hill that I took to change my mental attitude that all of a sudden, once I did that, everything began to change, right? Um, obviously, you guys in story, you know, you guys already know this story had a happy ending because I retired 28 years as a lieutenant. But um, let me just say that in this time of my rookie season, I did not know this. So I did have to um, begin to control my mental attitude. So the first thing I did to control my mental attitude was to have a burning desire. Now, at that time, my only burning desire was to come back to work to be exonerated from all my charges, okay, and receive back pay for um, being out of work with no pay, you know, unjustifiably. So that was my first burning desire. So I had to build that up in my head, right? Um... And I had to build that up through step number two, which was conditioning my mindset through uh, some eight guiding phases, right? And those eight guiding phases, Napoleon Hill guided, uh, laid them out, was um, 
financial prosperity. I believe that my life is going to turn around financially. And I started working toward that, doing odd jobs. I was a pizza delivery guy. I was a pizza delivery guy for Domino's, guys. I did whatever it takes, but I knew that I was going to get myself back on track financially. Okay? I began a serious physical workout regimen. Serious. I began working out. Um, and I didn't have a lot of money for food or anything else. I was just living off my little Domino's, Domino's job and, 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 and in my little uh, small apartment in uh, Orange, New Jersey. And, and I was had a serious physical... I didn't even have furniture, guys. This is how bad I was living at the time, right? Um, during that time, I, I used to listen to... When I got home from Domino's, I listened, used to listen to... Jazz, Jazz 88 radio station, right? And it had some nice, not smooth jazz. They just had straight jazz, Count Basie, Miles Davis, all of that good stuff, guys. Good jazz that I would listen to. And I would use that, and I would use that time to meditate and clear my mind of all of the negative stuff that was flowing through my mind. And that's how I would do that, guys. Um... The next thing, I would I would work on the two twins. Two of the two sets of twins. The first set of twins is hope and faith. Um, out of that hope, right, I hope that everything will work out right and I moved my life in the direction that I knew it was going to work out right through my faith that it was going to work out right. Because I knew I had not totally done the right thing but I did the right thing as in to not be um, losing everything that I worked so hard for. So guys, if you are going through something and you weren't the callous of that something and you're being persecuted for it, understand guys that um, things are going to work out, but you have to have hope and faith. Those are two key components and they work together as twins, guys, when it comes to achieving the life that you want. Um, the next thing that I did not have in my life, but I was working on it anyway, was love and romance. And that love and romance was, believe it or not, guys, I was single. And that love and romance was for myself. It was for myself and it was for who I am. And I began to take care of myself and wine and dine myself with love and romance. I would pamper myself and take care of myself and, and tell myself that even during this time, the right people would come into my life uh, that I could give value to, that I can care for, that I can love. And it would make things better in my life. So understand that. And during that time, believe it or not, people sprinkled in my life and relationships came in and out of my life that, well, maybe only temporary through that moment, but they uplifted me because I had a lot of love for myself. And the last thing, guys, is overall wisdom. Overall wisdom of working on, okay, creating the life that you want, becoming the person you need to be. Um, that is what I began to truly work on. I knew that out of faith and hope 
that I was coming back to work. And after that faith and hope, basically what I began to do was I began to act. I began to act in a manner as if I was already back to work, guys. That's what I did. And and all of this is only step two when it comes to conditioning and mindset. Okay? The next thing I needed to do was have a close association with people who inspire, who inspired me, okay, in a positive manner. And I refused to hang around negative people. I refused to even listen to negative people. Right? I just did not do it. Negative people had no place in my life during this time. I was too fragile and I could not possibly have negative people around you. You can't have negative people around you guys. If you are trapped in a place, you know, maybe your income has been shut off and you're trapped in a place, you're living at your mom's house or a relative or family's house and begin just working on your mission. Don't let, right? Don't let negative people dominate the thoughts in your life. Don't let it happen. Okay? It doesn't matter where you're at or who you're with. Don't let negative people um, have that place in your life. Um, the next thing is auto-suggestion. I continually be, continually told myself over and over again, okay, about the type of life I was going to have. I was going to retire, okay, at the top of my game, a lieutenant. I was going to have the life that I wanted. I was going to live in abundance. I was going to have a phenomenal career. And during all this time, I didn't even have a career. I was fired, guys. So um, I told myself this every day, over and over again, especially when the negative thoughts tried to overcome me. I just told myself this time and time and time again. And in saying that, what it did was it it began to start this little battle of uh, good versus evil in my mind, right? That good versus evil was um, half of my mind telling me that... uh. I was going to uh, fail. And then the other half telling me that I was going to make it. And so um, I had to have the half to tell me that I was going to make it become stronger than the half that told me I was going to fail. And I was only allowed to do that through being around positive people. So um, auto-suggestion, I, I would speak my existence into my phone into my recorder at the time and I would play that recorder every single night while I was asleep so that my conscious mind didn't even know it was going on. This would happen every night while I was asleep and it would change my mindset. It solidified the type of life I was going to have. It snuck it in there, you know, real sneaky type. Um, the next, next thing is um, profound recognition. Profound recognition is another secret in controlling your mental attitude. Um, You have to recognize, guys, you have to recognize profoundly of the life that you're going to have. 
you have to tell yourself, right? And I'm stealing this from Napoleon Hill when I talk about profound recognition, is you have to tell yourself, right, what type of life you're going to have, how you're going to have it, and the attitude that you're going to take to get yourself there. You have to use it as um, an exclusive privilege. It's a, profound recognition is basically, guys, as Napoleon Hill says, an exclusive privilege of controlling and directing one's mind. It is your right to direct your own mind and your own thoughts. Not anybody else's, but yours. And you have to take control of that and not allow so many of the outside forces to draw you in a direction, which most forces, by the way, guys, let me tell you, most forces are negative. So um, you have a limited sliver, a small amount of space that you guys have to create a good life. You have to be within that space. Um, the last thing, as I told you guys before, when I was talking about auto suggestion, was through the aid of a machine. I use my recording device to tell me every single night while my conscious mind was asleep that I was going to survive what I was going through. Not only survive, but once I was going to come out on top and have a magnificent career in law enforcement, right? I had to tell my subconscious mind that because my conscious mind was totally negative. And my conscious mind did not believe none of that shit. My subconscious mind began to slowly but surely tell my conscious mind the type of life I was going to have. I'm saying all of this, guys, right here, right now, because I want you guys to have a good life. And a good life is not going to come by mistake. It's not going to come by mistake. Tons of people are dealing with adversity right now. Several of these people, I personally know them, and they're dealing with adversity right now. They have no job. They have no income. They have no children. You know, they've just given birth. They just came off maternity leave. Um, they've had 20 years in their career. They transferred from other places. Okay. And they were taken on by the actions of one person, okay? And the emotion that's involved in a situation that in law enforcement, many times situations that you think you have control over, emotionally there are demons inside of you that just unleash in certain situations. People, certain people just bring it out of you. And I'll tell you something, guys. The criminal element knows how to bring those demons out. And if you don't have control of yourself, you're going to have a bad life, man. If you don't have control of yourself, if you don't have control of your environment, you're going to have a bad life. If you don't know how to tell people, stop, I'm not going to tolerate this you're going to have a bad life. If you don't know how to write and report and document, you're going to have a bad life, guys. So in saying that, I want to say this. Because in every adversity, there is an opportunity for change, guys. 
And you have to pay attention to this. Because this is by Ralph Waldo Emerson in his essay on compensation. He says, every adversity, every unpleasant circumstance, every failure and every physical pain carries with it the seed of an equivalent benefit. It doesn't say it's a full-blown benefit. It says the seed. The seed means you have to look for it. Um, When I say the seed, uh, and I'll tell you, some seeds don't grow. Some seeds don't grow because you don't care for them properly. Last year during the pandemic, um, I had a garden. Most of the stuff in my garden did not grow. Most of the stuff in my garden did not grow I have grapevines, kiwi vines, uh, tons of stuff out there, uh, cucumbers, watermelons, uh, tons of stuff. A lot of things didn't grow, right? And the reason why it didn't grow is because I didn't care for it properly. I didn't attend to it. I didn't water it enough. I didn't allow it to get enough sunshine. I didn't uh, pick the weeds when I should have picked the weeds, guys. I didn't, tons of things I didn't, contribute, but I still expected a, 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 an abundance of fruit and vegetables in my garden. What was I thinking? If you don't tend to your garden and you allow the weeds to take over your garden, how well do you think your garden will grow? How much of an abundance do you think you are going to get out of a garden full of weeds, no water, and you're not tending to it. You think that you just throw a couple of seeds in the ground, it's going to work out? No, that is not the case, guys. That is not going to work out for you very well in life or in the garden. That's just what it is, you know? And life is the same way, guys. If you have adversity and you come across something, you have to, number one, look for the seed of equivalent benefit out of your adversity, right? Then secondly, you have to nourish that seed. You have to plant it, nourish it, and tend to it before you get that positive, equal, equivalent to match your adversity. Most of the time, if you do the right thing, you're going to have a far better life than you had before the adversity. That change will make a world of a difference. You know, um, in my uh, in my Facebook group, in my books, in my podcast, and in my courses and my educational uh, materials that I put out for you guys, my goal is I want to help millions of people convert their physical pain into a constructive interlude of great benefit to themselves. There are a lot of people out there in pain, guys. There are a lot of people out there in pain. Maybe you listen to this and you have some form of pain in your life, whether it's a relationship, whether it's family, whether it's children, whether it's work, whether it's your physical health, whether it's your physical body, getting it back in shape, Whatever that pain is, guys, my goal here on this podcast 
is to help you. I'm going to be bringing on guests pretty soon, guys. Bringing on guests as I as I work my way toward my 100th episode. I'm going to start bringing on guests at uh, episode 100 and continue on from there. Um, I told you guys my goal is uh, every single day, um, 365 helpful lessons for you to have a good life. And I'm going to be working on that constantly. So every day I'm taking the time of my day to figure out exactly what message I'm going to tell you guys in the evening so that it can reach as many people as possible. But it's not going to stop at the podcast, guys. It's not going to stop at the podcast because um, I'm writing more books. I'm doing more coaching. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm about to build a mastermind group of mentors to help you guys achieve the life that you want. And also, guys, I am doing um, one-on-one one-on-one coaching. You're going to talk to me and you're going to have me exclusively to help you achieve the life that you want. So um, keep that in mind as you guys listen, as you guys learn. And uh, and you guys, as I told you guys before, top 25 mistakes at LieutenantSoundBlue.com. Just shoot me an email or a message and we began to work together to for you to have the best life that you want. So let's do that. Let's make it happen. Okay. The next thing I need you guys to do is condition your mind to receive the message that I'm trying to give you. All right. A lot of people's minds isn't aren't conditioned to receive positive messages. And how are you going to go about doing that? The system of conditioning your mind will aid you in mastering circumstances of life that you do not desire. And I'm talking about physical pain, right? I'm talking about sorrow. I'm talking about fear. I'm talking about despair, right? You have to condition your mind. Your mind is a powerful, as a matter of fact, your mind is the most powerful thing in the universe. Your mind, guys, Your mind is God. That's right. I said it. Your mind is God. And the reason why I say your mind is God is because it is your direct connection to all of the infinite intelligence of the universe that you allow to acquire the things that you desire, such as peace of mind, self-understanding, financial prosperity, and harmony. Who doesn't want to have harmony in all of the human relations? Wouldn't you want to have harmony in your human relationships with other people? Harmony with your wife, harmony with your children, harmony with the people you work around, maybe in business or your employer or your employees? Wouldn't you want to have harmony? These things can happen if you condition your mind to receive these things, right? Um, Personal problems that people have that are not solved in unpleasant circumstances, they can all be mastered, guys, with the conditioning of your mind. 
Okay, the condition of your mind to begin to see things in a positive manner. Right? How are you going to condition your mind? A couple of things I'm going to tell you guys, right? The first step to condition your mind is you have to, number one, you have to refuse to accept any circumstance one does not desire. If you don't desire something, guys, don't just say, what was me? Come on, knock it the fuck off. You are not a victim here. Nobody is a victim. You must choose not to accept the circumstances that are pushed upon you. you know, when, when a kid doesn't want to eat vegetables, what do they say? No, mommy, no. No, daddy, no. They don't want to do it. They refuse. It is us as parents who try to force them to eat the vegetables that they need to eat. Okay? The next thing is your mental attitude. It plays an important role in your life, right? Your mental attitude, if it's swayed by fear and doubt and anxiety, it can only result in negative consequences. Your mental attitude, guys, it is everything. I'm going to, as a matter of fact, I'm going to name this chapter. Your mental attitude is everything. Because you guys need to understand, right, that the proper mental attitude will help you achieve the life that you want and avoid the life that you don't want. And I told you guys, how can you keep a mental attitude? And this is important. And, I, and, and I'm not going to go on and on with this podcast, but I, maybe I'll just wrap it up with this, guys. It's a habit. Your Having a positive mental attitude is a habit. It's a habit of keeping your mind busily engaged in circumstances that you desire and all the things that you do not desire. Right? And all your habits are established by your mental attitude. Um, somebody said a long time ago, uh, my mother used to say this too, my teachers used to say it when I was a kid. They said, the idle mind is the devil's workshop. The devil wants you not to have a positive mental attitude, right? Infinite intelligence, God, it wants you to always have a positive mental attitude because everything is mapped out for you, for you to have a good life. The sad part about that is you can choose to have a bad life. So um, if you walk with the positive mental attitude, you are literally walking in the light, guys. You are literally walking in the path that is laid out for you by infinite intelligence, by God, by whatever you believe in. It is already mapped out for you. And you can have the life that you want. But so many of us allow outside sources from media to friends to other circumstances to dictate to us that we need to inject all this negative stuff into our life to be a complete person. Damn that, guys. Damn that. Let that crap go. You don't need that. That is not going to complete you. That is not going to make you a complete person. I live every day of my life in positivity in all circumstances whether I know the answer to it or not 
I positively believe that I will figure it out. That's how you do it, man. And that has become a habit with me, right? And it's become a habit because it was part of my daily rituals. Part of my daily rituals was writing out in my journal all of my positive thoughts and how I was going to go about my day. I wrote it out. I wrote it out every single day until it became a reality, until it became a habit. So now I start every every one of my days. I wake up in the morning and I'm happy. I go to sleep and I'm extremely overjoyed. A positive mental attitude can help you through everything. Through everything, including losing your job or the sudden death of someone that you dearly love, guys. A positive mental attitude will help you through all of it. And some of you guys need this, man. Some of you guys need this. And and I'm just saying this today because this message has been pulling on me for a long time. And I need to get it out because um, through a positive mental attitude, you can transmute all of your stumbling blocks, guys. All of your stumbling blocks into stepping stones to have a good life, right? And also, guys, understand this. Last and foremost, a mental attitude is also contagious. It's contagious, guys, whether it is positive or negative. Your mental attitude is contagious. So me, if I was you, I would act more on on the realm of positive. Because if you start hanging around negative people, that energy is going to be negative. So if you're going through adversity, get yourself around some positive people or listen to some positive podcasts, some positive messages, some positive sermons, whatever you need to do to create the life that you want, guys. So this is my podcast today on mental attitude. Download it, listen to it, over and over again to achieve the life that you want, man. Positive mental attitude will change your life permanently and forever, guys. So this is Sal Blue signing off. I will talk to you guys later. Hey, listen, guys, by the way, that was my message on positive mental attitude. And this is dedicated to uh, all of the officers that are currently out of work right now, who are suspended and who are facing all types of uh, allegations and charges. And I just wanted you guys to realize that um, you need to stay positive in all in all situations you are faced with in your life. Um, also, guys, this is not the end. This is only beginning of your journey. And the reason why this happened for many of you is because you need to change direction in your life. So understand that you need to take the change direction in your life and be positive about it. If you guys need to reach out to me, you can reach out to me at LieutenantSouthBlue.com. All right. Make sure you like and share on my podcast as I constantly, daily take care of you guys and your need to create the life that you want. All right. I will talk to you guys later. Deuces.